0: So is it thirty-six bars or thirty-six boxes of however many bars?
1: No, it's it's thirty-six bars of this shit.
0: Oh, and you've been eating that for a month?
2: Yes. You went on Amazon, <laughs> you thought you were buying a six pack of hundred and of all candy bars. <laughs> like I, I, ha-
1: I hadn't had one of these in forever, and I thought, oh, that sounds good. I will buy a
2: six pack. Yeah, a reasonable is- amount. I'm pretty sure they don't exist anymore. Did you find a a DeLorean to time travel back to fucking whatever, 100 grand was still made?
1: No, go to the Amazon like candy store and just scroll through. There's literally like a hundred pages of the shit and it's all kinds of fucking candy that you've never seen i'm not
0: gonna do that todd because i fucking devour candy like a cookie monster (laughs)
2: Todd, Todd, don't bankrupt us
0: (laughs) we've been doing so well so far that's not gonna be our downfall
1: (laughs) that's what i use my amazon points for so i have an amazon reward card and it, it gets points pretty quickly i think it's like uh 10 points for every 100 bucks I spend and uh, you
0: spend all of that on candy
1: <laughs> I, I, I spend it on snacks not just candy I buy snacks from Amazon so I buy like I don't know if you can see behind me the big giant box that says uh, Frito-Lays on it oh lord so, so it's like bags <laughs> like this size of chips and it's like 20 <laughs> or 30 of them they're reasonable size and no. uh Go ahead. (laughs) They're only like ten bucks for the bags of bags of chips, and it's like a twenty-six or thirty something in there, and so I have like one or two of those with my lunch, so that's that's fine and normal. But then when you get to the candy part, that's when it gets fucking excessive, (laughs)
0: especially when you buy thirty-six hundred grand bars.
2: (laughs) The candy budget is too damn high. I mean, it it could have been worse. You could have accidentally purchased a hundred grand. Of a hundred gram bars. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen
1: there. There are a couple things on Amazon where it's literally a crate full of, or a pallet full of it. Like I was uh the one thing that Amazon doesn't sell a lot of uh is soda, and I like drink a ton of fucking soda. I almost bought literally a pallet of Diet Pepsi <laughs> from. <laughs> they God had, damn. They had they had the only the only cases they had they had either a 36-pack or (laughs) (laughs) 7-36-packs. The
2: hard calls in life.
0: (laughs) Gee, what will I buy today? (laughs) Am I feeling extra saucy?
2: (laughs) You know, honestly, it's actually not quite surprising anymore because at first I was like, 100 grand, but like, how how long ago did I see 100 grand? but?" But I thought that Dunkaroos, for example... Have long been, you know. Oh, that was the gone. first thing
1: advertised when I looked at.
2: Yeah, apparently Dunkaroos are still a thing and you can get them in bulk on Amazon.
1: That was the, fr- yeah. yeah, I was looking at snacks yesterday and that was the very first thing the Amazon featured item, Dunkaroos, like a 36 pack. It's like, what the fuck? I haven't seen Dunkaroos in forever.
0: We actually tried that Dunkaroos cereal that came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still out anymore.
2: Yeah, I think. And it
0: was, it was fine, but it was just sugar bombs, you know? Yeah, it was like, not, yeah.
2: Nothing to write home about. It was just generic, uh, like, yeah, sweet, sugary I think taste. after
0: we got through, like, halfway through the box, we're like, whoa. This is, do we really have to finish this box? <laughs> the
2: the beatus is rising. <laughs> oh, geez.
0: Well, enjoy your uh, 100 grand bars, Todd. Uh-huh.
2: Well, how many least, left do you have? Let me know I'm when only you only find... down
1: to six. Okay. The original six that I thought I was buying.
2: <laughs> the original six. Like the Avengers. You snapped away all the rest of the hundred grand bars. You're left with the original six now.
0: <laughs> but were they worth it? Like you said you oh. hadn't had one in forever. So oh, they're, they're,
2: was... they're still
1: fucking delicious. Okay, they're still, all right. They're those are your, my favorite candy bars. Are those your all-time
2: favorite when it comes to candy bar?
1: I would say Wetch those are my all-time favorites.
2: I don't know if I've ever had a What in my entire life. Oh,
1: it's really good. Do you like peanut butter? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like peanut butter with uh rice yeah. and uh chocolate and goodness.
0: That sounds yummy. And goodness.
2: <laughs> it's extremely rare because you know, Meg's a sweet tooth. Um uh I will
0: devour sugar.
2: On the rare occasion that I, I end up having a candy bar, it'd be uh, usually Butterfinger or Kit Kats. That's Kit Kats. Anytime time for me. Yeah.
1: Kit. If if I'm just like basic bitching my candy, it's it's Kit Kat or Reeses. Those those are the the two top basic bitch candies. Yeah, who but, doesn't uh, love Reese's? Actually, yeah. Meg
2: Night. Oh, go ahead.
1: But yeah, the 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 three candies like the the weird candies that you see on the bottom of the gas station, uh, the bottom of the gas station uh, shelf that nobody touches. It's got like an inch layer of dust. That's the hundred grand, the uh, fifth Avenue, which is like a knockoff Butterfinger and uh, the whatchamacallit.
0: My mood changes when it comes to candy. So I can't really say I have a favorite candy bar. But my usual go to's are the Snickers, the milk, you know, the, the usual ones you see at, that come yeah. in all the fucking bags, the Milky Way's, uh, Snickers, and what's the other one that you always see? Uh,
2: Snickers, Milky Way, Three Musketeers. Three Mus- Musketeers, yeah. yeah.
0: So those are my usual go to's. Um, I really Mr. like during the holidays at most, you know, CBS places or whatever have. Uh, Russell Stover's, the chocolate marshmallow, whatever it is, it could be a ghost or a heart for Valentine's Day or snowman for Christmas. Those are my favorite fucking things ever. Like if I could buy just a box of them, I would. would. What are they? They're chocolate covered marshmallow Hmm. things and they're usually shaped for whatever holiday it is. So if it's Easter, it's like a shaped egg. If it's Valentine's Day, it's a shaped heart. If Mm -hmm. it's Halloween, it's a shaped pumpkin. And dude, those things are like crack to me. I love them.
2: <laughs> so welcome to the Diabetes Podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh,
0: the candy. She's so precious. Oh,
2: Ahsoka. <laughs> so tonight the uh, part of Byron will be played by Ahsoka the cat. Um, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. So
0: put some like hipster glasses on her.
2: And- <laughs> Get her a flannel uh, shirt.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: A little Smashing Pumpkins pin. Uh, no, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, our, our co-host Byron might be absent for the time being. Um, he's busy making that money at the cidery. And, uh, yeah, stupid jobs getting the way of important things like rambling podcasts that nobody listens to. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Well uh, Door's still open. Hopefully he'll be back sometime soon. Uh, we'll see. But in the meantime, it uh, looks like we're back to uh, two man po- well, two man and one lady. Jeez, Tony
0: God.
2: <laughs> two and a half men.
0: I know I'm a woman, well, but is, I'm still human. <laughs>
2: this is the most active you've been in ages because you're like, what's that about candy?
0: <laughs> I told
2: you. <laughs> we're probably talking about things you're interested in.
1: <laughs> candy and cats. Suddenly Meg's interested.
2: Uh-huh. I don't know how it is. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, we should jump into it. There's a little bit of news. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot, but I was kind of busy myself with you know I'm hanging with Andre and everything, so I didn't think oh, too we much. We can time.
1: start. We can start with the uh, the, the the final bit of uh, E3 from this week.
2: That was exactly at the top of my list. Yeah, because right after we ended uh, recording last week's show, saying like, oh yeah, yeah, there'll probably still be some more announcements because Nintendo does its own separate event, the Nintendo Direct Treehouse thing or whatever they call it, yeah, and. So- uh, Nintendo,
1: EA, and Sony were all absent this year. They had their own, or well, Sony and EA are going to have their own events later this month. Uh, Nintendo had its uh, presentation on Monday.
2: It seems to be like more and more of a thing. Just a lot of companies just saying fuck you to the big event and just doing their own their own exclusive thing just because they can
1: yeah well they can get out they can get advertising money they can have more control over the show and the format um all different kinds of things and like they've they've taken like the blizzard approach to it like blizzard has not been at any major shows for for a decade because they do their own blizzcon so they announce everything at blizzcon rather than announcing it at somebody else's show
2: yeah well, um, I think <laughs> if I remember right, one of the last things we said um, in our last meeting was uh, me and Byron laughing and jokingly predicting, oh, yeah, we'll have uh, more E3 news and absolutely no Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you know? Nintendo pulled a rabbit out of their hat. Uh, it's not Metroid Prime 4. Although not they just a rabbit, though. Yeah, they this did. Is it, a,
1: uh, this is a bit of a... Go Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Oh, they, they did explicitly say uh, that Metroid Prime 4 is still coming. They're hard at work at it. However, um, what we didn't expect, they're like, they basically said, well, here's something else in the meantime to hold you over.
1: Something else uh, that uh, is, they basically were like necromancers and raised this from the dead, because this is a project that's been long rumored and long been worked on since like the Nintendo
2: DS days. Oh, shit well it's uh the last thing the last metroid game that i played was actually at the beginning of quarantine was uh samus returns on the 3ds which uh was the metroid 2 remake um completely you know revamped for the 3ds which was actually the first time i've ever played metroid 2 except for a tiny smattering of it on game boy back in the day and it was hard as shit and i just put it down <laughs> but um but yeah, so, and, and actually the same, uh, the same gaming house, Mercury, Mercury Steam, that did Samus Returns in 2017. Apparently they also worked with Nintendo on this one. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so this is Metroid Dread, an actual brand new 2D Metroid game which is actually roughly the first 2D Metroid game in about 19 years. <laughs> which um, is
1: about as long as it's been in development. Jesus, <laughs>
2: um, What's the story behind that? They just, like, they picked uh, it up and just put it away for some reason?
1: So they've picked it up and put it away for multiple, multiple times. They've retooled it multiple times. They have uh, passed it around to a couple of different uh, studios, even, to, to work it. And it's just it never has met the Nintendo seal of approval, so it's just never been released.
2: Jeez. Um, So yeah, this uh, they announced it's going to be released for the Switch on October eighth this year. I guess I gotta finally buy a fucking Switch. I said as soon as Metroid (laughs) would be the thing that makes me buy a Switch. So here it comes. I'm gonna have to. Although they did not announce a Switch Pro yet. um, I was reading an article that was actually saying that's kind of on point for Nintendo in the last uh, few cycles, uh, console cycles, because they...
0: Maybe uh, it'll be during the summer.
2: Yeah, they, they usually announce them around August or so, um, like, uh, like early yeah. summer.
0: They, they're gearing up for the holiday season.
1: The second versions of consoles usually come out like right before, or they're announced like right before they come out. So mm-hmm. like the the DS or the uh, the 3DS Pro or the 3DS HD one that came that was announced and then was in stores like a month later. Uh, okay. a, Nintendo has a history of doing it like that, so don't yeah. be surprised if uh, you, the first time you hear about it, you can actually buy it.
2: Right. Oh, that sounds good Are to me.
1: Trying um, to get it.
0: What is Byron no. doing right now? <laughs> By-
1: Byron is trying to get at like a coin or something that's under my mouse pad unless there's a bug there that I don't see
2: <laughs> Jeez. Um, so now in the this really awesome trailer with a very horror vibe uh, to the trailer I mean Metroid's always kind of been that way very like the isolated claustrophobic feels just you versus you know whatever crazy creatures you're battling against on desolate worlds um, but they very much leaned into like this felt like a horror movie trailer with this uh, new enemy, these like uh, AIs, these robots uh, that come. I think after it's just you.
1: one. I think it's literally <laughs> one.
2: Okay, I think I think there's more actually because I read up more and they said there's there's kind of one for like every area
1: I believe. Oh okay. Um,
2: because there is uh, eventually you can find a power up that does let you destroy it uh, or lets you destroy one of them. Uh, but it's a very limited power-up. It's kind of kind of like sh- blow- shooting off a BFG 9000. Like you get one in the tank and then you have to <laughs> run around until you find another one. Um, but yeah, other than, you know, the, the, you know, the little one-time power-up, you're pretty much defenseless against these guys. So you've got your regular enemies that you can, you know, blow out of your way. But if these like mega robot things come after you, it's kind of like uh, like Alien Isolation, like the alien just chases you through the entire game. Like yeah, it does, it's, like it's you it's don't can't get to another room. Yeah, it's always there lurking. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so yeah, <clears> that looks pretty intense. Uh, and also the trailer, um, the the titles that were going up on it, it tagged it as Metroid Five, which was very interesting. I was trying to think, okay, where does how does this fit into the overall story because. There was the original two games on NES. Then there was Super Metroid, which was officially the you know, Metroid 3. And then the fourth one, I thought in the like official canon of the storyline was Other M for the Wii, which was the one that got kind of panned in the reviews. It was a different style. I forget what studio did it. Um, but it was very story driven. They were trying to do a more cinematic game. And the... Acting was about on par, uh, you know. Early story driving, like a PS1 cutscene or something. Like it was, it was really bad. <laughs> um, but I remember,
0: you were so excited about that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I ended up I didn't finish it, and I ended up just like watching the movie of it on YouTube, and even that was painful to get through. <laughs> but I guess there was another one, uh, Metroid Fusion, which I think officially they're calling number four in the in the the lore. Um, but anyway, yeah, so this is carrying on the story, which I'm, I'm happy about. So so tired of like, no, this is a prequel side offshoot, whatever. I mean, Metroid Prime is kind of its own prequel universe. Um, and they're still working on number four for that. But this is, at least this is, you know, going off into new territory.
1: And is this still Samus? Because the costume looks different. The,
2: the suit looks different. Oh, yeah, still Samus. Come on, they can't they have... People would riot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pony would riot.
2: I would riot. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Uh, The other big one for Nintendo, finally, officially, Breath of the Wild (laughs) Two. That was a a lovely uh, and pretty short
1: minute and a half. Nice trailer.
2: (laughs) Trailer, yeah. It doesn't really say shit for the story. You know, just it just
0: looks like the first game. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean it's yeah. it's gonna be it's the same engine, the same graphics, yeah. everything has the Which
0: same. I'm excited about yeah. it because I fucking love Breath of the Wild.
2: Yeah, you got Link doing the free fall dive, like the uh, trailer for I think it was Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, the <laughs> Spider Man, where he's just like yeah. doing uh, the the cool guy f- fall from the clouds.
0: <laughs> I like that new um, trick that he can do where it's almost like a portal thing where he went through like the cliffside.
1: Oh yeah, he goes up through through a, a cliff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that looks really neat. Yeah, you can't. he earthbended. He did. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: they are definitely introducing more verticality to this one.
2: Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, clearly, they, really, like falling from the goddamn sky. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Nintendo said they they have a, a, an official title for it, but they did not want to release it yet because mm. it will spoil some of the story.
2: So um, okay.
0: Well. I'm fucking excited.
2: Yeah, of the wild well, the two, when to When Ganon wins.
0: because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I imagine they're not going to release it for the Wii U, which is what we have. So no, it I... has to be a Switch purchase.
2: Yeah, everything's Switch now. Yeah. What maybe, else? Maybe
0: maybe that'll be like a bundle with the uh, Switch Pro.
2: Ah, uh, that would be a great Switch Pro launch title. Yeah,
1: the the. Breath of the, the first breath
2: of the wild was
1: a uh, uh, the first bundle for uh, the original switch so i wouldn't yeah. doubt it if that's the case
0: but it's not coming out till next year so that means you have to wait a whole year
1: Ah, uh, yeah that's true mm. i think i think the new switch will come out this uh, holiday season rather than next year
2: yeah that makes more sense they'll, they'll probably when breath of the wild comes out next year they'll probably release a like a, a skin yeah a special edition with the the hyrule skin on it or something yeah, pretty much. Anyway. What else did you see, Todd?
1: Um, for Nintendo, that was about it. Um, there mm-hmm. wasn't really much else games-wise. Um, I don't know if you guys play Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, so there's a little bit of Twitter drama with that, and uh, the original creator is uh, retiring. And so uh, the game's going to continue, but it's going to be under a, a new head developer. Well, I say head developer. It's been a one-man team pretty much the whole time with Five Nights at Freddy's, but he is uh, passing the torch on to somebody else. Um, Other than that, uh, not much else. Uh, There was an interesting trailer for uh, an RPG LX2, which is a sequel to LX. I have never played it or seen it, but it looks really interesting. (laughs) <laughs> i highly suggest checking out the trailer for that E L 2
2: here's a blast from the past um and this is another one that i was like oh this always looked cool but i never got around to them uh i think the first one was i want to say ps1 fatal frame the oh, horror wow. series yeah so there's a apparently a new one for that fatal frame maiden of blackwater um i don't know if it's just i don't see a trailer maybe just this announcement with this little uh, image some creepy looking uh ring lady or something but yeah that was one uh i think yeah i think it was ps1 because i remember like i'd go to my friend's house and he had like the original resident evil and uh like in a stack that was like resident evil silent hill and fatal frame i think was the other one
1: but yeah, any uh, any horror or spooky franchise that has a female villain or lead is a big, big thing right now, especially <laughs> with uh, Resident Evil's uh, Vampire Mommy.
2: Yeah, that. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like that's 2021 begins with just sle- the Internet covered with uh, cosplayers of what, nine foot tall, big titty Vampire lady, is that what she is? Pretty much, yep.
0: And I see nothing wrong with this. I don't yeah. no. <laughs> I,
2: I agree. Long live twenty twenty one. Everybody that-
1: after twenty twenty, everybody just wants to be crushed by Dem thighs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch the. Um, I was all focused on the Nintendo stuff. I didn't catch the uh, Microsoft or whatever else. Or did we already cover those?
1: Yeah, we already covered those last week. The only thing really interesting was uh, Starfield's trailer, and that was
2: super short. Okay. So. Before we jump off of gaming, um, this is something, ra- this isn't really news, but I just said it'd be a fun topic to talk about. And um, I'm bummed Byron isn't here because I bet he got some good answers. But I saw a random Kotaku article that was. Uh, kind of celebrating SNES music, Super Nintendo, oh. like classic games. And they're championing Waterworld as like basically a shit game, but with an amazing soundtrack to it. <laughs> I don't recall ever playing it, but yeah, the, the music's pretty sweet. I'll have to... Uh, yeah. uh, I don't think it either. I'll have to, I'll have to cut in a, a little bit of this, but it got me thinking about that topic. You know, we always do our top fives. What are some of your... Favorite Super NES uh, soundtracks? Can you think back?
1: Oh, God. That's putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, Super Mario RPG, for one. That you is. Know, the soundtrack for that was amazing.
2: Probably, uh, maybe my number one. Yeah.
1: F Zero was pretty, pretty damn good. Yes.
2: Uh, Donkey I, Kong. Yeah. It, Donkey Kong Country, one and two for sure i never really i played three maybe once but one and two those are again those are like games i've played again and again through the years but that uh i've listened to those soundtracks on youtube especially the second game um like while i'm while i'm working sometimes or just like when i it's like kind of like you put on a lo-fi station like sometimes it's uh yeah snes soundtracks and that's definitely one of them um I love like the pirating music in the at the beginning of the second one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was cool. Now I want to listen to just a bunch of retro game soundtracks. <laughs> Meg finally started playing uh, Stardew Valley again today. I was like, ah, oh, so good. Um, which by the way, I don't know it's blasphemous to tell you, Todd, but she gave The Witcher Three. The Witcher Three another shot, and uh,
0: I still can't get into it.
2: It's
1: not into it, huh?
0: I'm just not into it. Again, maybe it's just the wrong time, which was the problem last time was just, I probably put it on too difficult and the save thing. Like I fucked up and I lost three hours of my game. And I was like, fuck this game.
1: See, I I get that. I get that. Uh, anytime that happens to me, any cuz I always play on like super hard difficulties. Uh-huh. And anytime I get the 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 autosave didn't save or I just never passed an autosave point. <laughs> yeah. Anytime that happens to me and I lose more than like a half hour or 45 minutes of game time, I rage quit. Yeah. I fucking rage quit.
0: Yeah. I rage quitted hard with which <laughs> 3 years the first year I got it which was like years ago. So I was like, fuck it, I got time now. Let's, let's get into it. You know, I just finished Skyrim a few months ago. I'm ready. So I started it. I put it on easy story mode, you know, because I was like, I don't want anything difficult right now. And I figured out a save mechanic where you can manually save. <laughs> <laughs> so I got all that shit going and I played it for a solid day. And today, like yesterday, and today I was like, you know what? I just, not that into the game. Like, I'm not excited about playing it. I'm not really motivated to play it. I don't really give a shit if, you know, about it, so.
2: Time to go back to the farm. I
0: don't know. So I, I picked up Stardew just because I know it.
1: Just but, because it's familiar.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what it is about Witcher 3. I'm just like, I mean, the,
1: the CGI boobs didn't just, like, hook you in right away.
0: CGI was nice, but I think it's the combat with all the magic and the buttons and, like, I don't know, it gets to a complicated point for me where I'm just, like, I don't want to learn these mechanics. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, having to reapply oils (laughs) and figure out which potion is the correct potion you need for each fight, that does kind of get annoying and tedious.
0: Well, not only that, but you have to, like, of course, it, it was like Horizon Zero Dawn. I saw the parallels right off the bat where you have to collect the stuff to be able to make the potions and the oils and the shit, but also you can dismantle stuff to create new things, and it's just like like I get all of that, and then you got the, the skill tree, and you know, it's, it's <laughs>
1: you're cool. not an, What you're saying is you're not an MMO player, basically. Not really, no. Because Witcher um, 3 is as close as you can get to a single-player MMO. Yeah, there's grinding, there's
0: harvesting
1: and crafting.
0: Yeah, and like, and I think in certain games I'm okay with it, but like this one, the mechanics just got to be too complicated for me. It's like, I want something where I don't have to think about it. I like the hack and slash stuff.
2: So. (laughs) Meg, show me where the where the things are to stab. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> show me the explosions and show me the boobies. But I don't
0: need to <laughs> click five different buttons to do like a magic combination in order to take this one thing down. Like, I don't give a shit about that.
2: Yeah. There's definitely something to be said about like the tranquility of Stardew also because oh. like- I, so Meg went uh, over to our friends for a game night and I was feeling lazy after work. Like, I'm just going to chill here and like play my game. So I'm still, I'm finally fucking at the end of Doom Eternal <laughs> in the last couple levels. And I played for like three hours and then it was like getting to 11 o'clock at night. And I just realized like how every muscle in my shoulders and neck were so tense just because it's getting to like the later levels where it's just nonstop, like brutal. And I even have it on easy mode, but it's still just like, you got to, you know, you got to have that fast twitch motion and because everything's coming at you. And if you stay still, you're fucking dead and everything And I realized how stressed I was right before I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to chill <laughs> either, like switch to something else, like peaceful, like Stardew, or just watch some fucking cartoons or something. That's
1: so- literally the only <laughs> time I play Stardew is right before I go to bed. I play Stardew for like a half hour, 45 minutes before I go to bed and I'm ready to fall asleep.
2: Yeah. Great. Well, hey. Speaking of cartoons, we have some very important reporting to do from this week. So there was an interview with the uh, one of the producers of the Harley Quinn show that we (laughs) we love so much, Uh, and he apparently let slip in this interview that a DC. Particularly the DC executives blocked them, actually told them they needed to cut a scene, a completed scene, out of the third season, which featured Batman going down on his lovely Catwoman. <laughs> to which the internet exploded. Uh, exploded.
0: Yeah. In the best ways.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> Even does. Zack Snyder weighed in on this. Yeah.
2: Oh, I retweeted that shit. Yeah, (laughs) that artwork was very Frank Miller too. Like the big grizzled Batman, but no, yeah. So, uh, so apparently there was a quick scene in, well, I don't know, I don't know how long it was. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) I honestly don't know. All we know is that there was a scene, uh, I'll read the quote, it's um, the executive producer, Justin Halpern, um, uh, he said, it's incredibly gratifying and freeing to be using characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway he said a perfect example of that is in uh, this third season of harley when we had a moment where batman was going down on catwoman and dc was like you can't do that you absolutely cannot do that they're like heroes don't do that that." <laughs> is the fucking quote so,
0: heroes do you do that yeah it's a yeah, so
2: heroes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But are would, you a villain say. does not do that? <laughs> so uh, so uh, the producer, Justin Halbert said, uh, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? <laughs> and they were like, no, no. It's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. <laughs>
1: so, One of my favorite responses was, well, then why does he have fucking handlebars on his mask and his mouth is cut out <laughs> of his mask? perfectly oh, built
0: yep.
1: <laughs> oh, the other the other good response that was one of my favorites was uh somebody was rating which which version of the batman's do and do not like batman 66 <laughs> absolutely oh, he was man. going to town on it
2: Oh hell yeah, before and after the Batusi. <laughs>
1: Batman eighty-nine, he does it, but he's kind of reserved. Not really.
2: I don't know. I think Keaton could get down. <laughs> and then Bale, like, Bale, I would say maybe he's reserved. Maybe he's kind of Bale
1: doesn't do it. Bale is yeah, selfish. He's too broody for
2: that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although I did like the resurgence of the those memes of the Batman and Catwoman giant like balloons. As they're deflating, <laughs> Batman goes to her crotch area. And
2: I... Yeah, they're like giant, um, like the jumper. The parade jewelry. balloons. Yeah. yeah, parade balloons. So I liked
0: how that kind of resurfaced <laughs> again.
2: Uh, their moment has come.
0: Uh
2: huh. It's like it, yeah.
0: we've been waiting.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've i i Okay, I get it from a toy selling standpoint like oh we sell this shit to what kids whatever bullshit. but this you particular know those kids
0: are going to buy them individually and just be doing this shit anyways with them. Yeah,
2: this is a 100% R rated show like if you're showing this to your kids well then that's on you. <laughs> yeah, you're an irresponsible parent to begin with.
0: Or you're a cool ass parent.
2: Yeah, you're not <laughs> okay. shaming, you're not you're not raising your kids to have shame, you're raising them to be hey, This is a perfectly natural and it's your damn duty, I would say, <laughs> in a healthy, relation, loving relationship. Uh, anyway, so that was fun. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else do we have? There was... Uh, oh, we got another... We have
1: uh, new Rick and Morty tonight,
2: actually. Uh, we'll oh, oh, that's happening after, as soon as we end this part of this recording. Uh, I think the premiere they is 11. At, like, so so oh, okay. Yeah, 11
1: or midnight or something like
2: that.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like after John Oliver, so...
2: Sweet. All right, we got a uh, a Picard season two uh, full trailer. you catch nice. that?
1: Yes. Yeah. The teaser, the teaser poster is just literally LA with with one of the freeway intersections that look remotely like a uh, a com badge. <laughs>
2: nice. So, uh, so we're getting more of John Delancey's cue face to face yeah. with. Uh, so we with knew Picard.
1: that was happening.
2: We knew that was happening, yeah. And you're starting to see more of his scheme. Well, I mean, who knows? It's Q. He could be, you know, his end goal could be all sorts of shit. But you start to see uh, the effects of it or what he's he's doing, probably messing with reality, messing with time. You see a glimpse of uh, Seven, you know, snapping awake suddenly in, in bed. And uh, she comes to the mirror and realizes something's wrong. She uh, She's missing all of her... Uh, permanent ocular implants.
1: implant.
2: Yeah, yeah. So she's like 100 human. So he's probably showing them all um, alternate realities. Uh, well, they they think they say a line in the trailer, like uh, like the road less tra- or the road not taken or something like that. And so um
0: it's the what if version.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, it looks like most, if not all, of the cast of uh, the the <coughs> first season is back. The uh, I I don't remember any of the damn names, but the captain who. Uh, had left starfleet is show he's now back in i think he's in uniform so in this alternate reality q's presenting him with he seems to be back in starfleet um you got um seven with no borg implants i forget what else um anyway fun q shit to come yep it's picard
1: and q you can't help but love that
2: yeah oh what else um oh another random trailer is uh meg and i just actually watched one uh horror trailer megan fox haven't heard from her in a long ass (laughs) time so yeah she's making a a return to horror i mean if you want to call it horror it looks kind of like um like a yeah thriller a home invasion twist sort of thing That's, Uh, that's her niche yeah so she uh kind of a survival home invasion thing she uh Shows her with um, her new husband or something like that. They're in this little cabin in the middle of nowhere. Uh, secluded lake house or whatever. And then uh, next morning she wakes up and she's... Her husband's dead and handcuffed to her. His <clears throat> lifeless body. And
0: that's not all. So
2: she's freaking out what the hell's going on. But then, oh, out of the blue. Oh, well, she she starts to, like wandering around the house. And there's like... uh stuff set up for her like a little tape recording play me and it's apparently the husband basically arranged his death i guess and is like he's doing like a reverse saw on her like do you want to play a game because all of a sudden there's like uh home invaders coming um after like whatever's in their safe or something like that and then they realize she's still home and so it's you know a cat and mouse game with them But yeah, so her husband is dead or pretends to be dead or something. And uh, and then like leaves a message for like basically very much saw like you want to play a game. So I don't know. Um, Meg said it it was very similar to Gerald's game, which I've never seen. Um, It's based
0: off of a Stephen King novella.
2: Okay. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Stephen King's Gerald's game.
0: It was on Netflix right. a few years
2: ago. Oh, Mike Flanagan adaptation. <laughs> I think he's the same guy that did um, the Shining remake, or not Shining remake, uh Shining sequel, uh, Doctor Sleep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, starring Carla Gugino and Bruce Greenwood. Oh wow! Oh
0: wow!
2: Oh wow! 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 wow. <laughs> oh, geez. It was
0: good. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was like a. All right, that was
2: a thing. It's interesting. There's another one I, I listed it here to talk about, but I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer. Um, Lilith, a college student summons a succubus to get revenge on her cheating boyfriend. And of course, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really familiar with the names in this. Uh, Nell Kessler, Michael Finnegan, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it looks fun. I'll watch that later um we also had i did this card season two. Oh, we uh, have uh an
1: action uh, a live action silk coming so the cool. character silk spider from the spider verse um
2: oh i think i did hear about that um, yeah, they have
1: uh, a live action show coming uh they've tapped tom speasley as the showrunner i'm not sure who he is
2: no, I'm not familiar with the characters. It, it, she it's uh, another female spider person,
1: yeah. She's one of the spider women. I, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with the character either, but I know she's in the spider spider verse basically. All right,
2: Spider Man's all
1: right. Interesting, um, this one is going to be on Amazon, so I don't know how that's gonna work.
2: <clears throat> yeah you would think that would be well Sony all of their stuff is
1: maybe they're contracting out to uh, Amazon for this one
2: maybe
0: Amazon <laughs> is like we'll give you lots of money if we can show it here
1: yeah pretty, pretty much, much. Yeah, you would think they would try <clears throat> to
2: keep everything on, on Disney um, but uh, whatever um <clears throat> this is gonna sound kinda sounded kind of cool. JJ Abrams is producing a UFO documentary for Showtime. Nice. Yeah. Uh da, 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 da. let's see. As long
1: as he gets yeah. Tom Hanks to narrate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah, it's just straight up called UFO. It'll premiere on Showtime August eighth. Uh, A four-part documentary will, quote, look at what clandestine influence the American government, lucrative private companies, and the military may have in shielding the truth behind extraterrestrial phenomena to further their own agendas. So X-Files, basically. (laughs) But in a documentary format. (laughs) All right. There we go. Um, Is there any other... No, I don't think that... I think that was it for trailers. We got one quick little um (laughs) snapshot from the flash movie set and it it had our very first look at michael keaton as bruce wayne and
1: a Uh, very slick looking car
2: oh car i didn't see that one
1: yeah it was just uh, a single shot of a, a a black car
2: oh okay but uh yeah his look they're um you know nice slick short hair all all white <laughs> all, all gray white and a very slick
0: like
2: a very slick um uh dark blue suit and uh, people on twitter immediately put it next to back to back with uh old batman from batman beyond I assume
0: that's what they were going for in the first place.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they haven't officially said. I don't believe. I mean, there's. It's been in the rumor mill for quite some time that uh, (coughs) you know, like they're setting up a Batman Beyond sort of universe. Um, But all we know officially is that, of course, he is in this Flash movie. It is a a multiverse movie Um, because, of course, featuring at least two Batman. Um, But specifically, that look. Pairs perfectly with um, yeah, the uh, old Batman, old Bruce Wayne from, from Batman beyond like even the color of the suit and everything. So, that's yeah, so cool. there was
1: a, a bit of a Twitter frenzy when those came out because uh, we know Affleck is pretty much done, even <clears throat> though he, he wants to come back and do his Batfleck movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if he gets the rain that, um, that he wanted from the beginning, but uh, he's only contracted for one more appearance as Batman and it's going to be in this film. Okay. So he, he is pretty much done and people are kind of pissed off like saying, give Batfleck his, his movie, give uh, Affleck uh, the reign that he deserves. And then also the rumors are uh, Cavill is done as well
2: with Superman. That's that's been going back and forth for a while. When those, those rumors first picked up, he, uh, Yeah, you know, went online and I think he posted a, um, like a picture of the suit, like in his closet, saying, "Hey, man, like relax, guys, it's still here, and I'm ready to go for plenty of more adventures." But since then, they've announced that like, uh, that spinoff or like kind of alternate Superman, uh, uh movie. I think it was going to be a Black Superman, or uh,
1: I think they walked that
2: back. They walked that no. back. Yeah, it's it's hard to take any news from Warner Brothers in d c because you know they just so rapidly change gears <laughs> yeah. like uh, like I'll see it I'll believe it when I see it you know
1: we did we did see the supergirl suit and compared to the CW suit it looks fucking awful
2: <laughs> oh really yeah oh I gotta look it up I' have seen supergirl flash movie. All right. Full costume. Oh. Ew. Oh, yeah. No,
0: they. That looks like she's wearing a jumpsuit to go jump out of an airplane.
2: Hmm. They'll probably (laughs) flash it up in post, but that. Yeah. I'm not, not that. No, yeah. They got to, they got to call up the designers for the CW. It's so funny how, like, you know, they, the, the movies are considered like the big deal, you know, and sometimes you see something in the little TV show. that's like, Hey, they actually did that a lot better. Kind of reminds me of when, um, uh, that failed Adrian Paliki um, uh, Wonder, Wonder, Wonder woman, woman pilot, uh, bombed it. And there, there was the, um, pictures online of the, uh, outfit that they had. And then I forget which one, but a porn company, <laughs> <laughs> did their own porn parody Wonder Woman, and it looked ten times better. Like the actual the porn company invested some good money or had good designers. Yeah, they had cars. Wonder players. Wonder that one looked like movie ready, as opposed to the <laughs> well, shitty TV. Ready. Well, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the shitty TV pilot version, which is just like it looked like a you know a Halloween store like budget. Discount version. <laughs> anyway, um, well, speaking of uh, of Twitter storms, <laughs> interesting thing I saw just today. So apparently, we we talked a bit about the, a little bit about Indiana Jones Five, the uh, the first little paparazzi shots that came off of the set, and kind of going like, oh, okay, well, Harrison Ford is definitely showing his age, and you know, whatever. it's just a random paparazzi shot. Side note
1: before you get to that story there is a uh, a charity auction and they're auctioning off Indy's fucking hat from the original film oh, along shit. with uh, one of the the one of Harry's wands from Harry Potter Oh I damn bet that's
0: going for millions of dollars Yeah
1: those oh, are yeah. both going to be
2: gigantic That's fucking nuts Um so let it be known if you uh if you go about Criticizing Indiana Jones 5 before they get a chance to film it. James Mangold will find you. <laughs> he will find you on Twitter. <laughs> you yeah, apparently there was a couple, you know, snarky geek critics on there. Um, uh, there is a specific tweet uh, for some guy, Matthew kaddish who said, uh, to anyone thinking that hashtag Indiana Jones 5 might be good, just let me point out: number one, Spielberg is not directing. Number two, Kathleen Kennedy is producing who a lot of fanboys give shit to her uh, or place blame on her for the, um, the lesser sides of the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy. <clears throat> um, number three, Harrison Ford is 78 years old. And number four, it's being written or it's written by Jonathan Kasden, who wrote Solo. Now, he pointed that out as a bad point. I thoroughly enjoyed Solo. So I, he lost the point with me there. But anyway, James Mangold took this and replied back. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. (laughs) Number one, keep making the world a better place. Crapping on things in the first week of production from your basement. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, So he's going full Jay and Silent Bob on them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, (laughs) Number two, and he cleared something up. He said, number two, I've never seen a script by John, John Kasdan. Not nothing against him, just reality. Uh, we started from a blank page. Uh, him and the uh, co-writer uh, said Buttersworth, so I'm not sure who <clears throat> the co-writer is um, anyway, so apparently they they started from scratch and uh, number three, he said, um, you know all those people are hugely talented and and all at my side, the people he mentioned Harrison Ford, Spielberg, and Kennedy so um
1: and also Shia LaBeouf is not involved. So it's automatically a good film.
2: That's points right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, we all know this. I have a diehard soft spot for Indy. I'll watch anything with the name Indiana Jones slapped on it, but I'm, I'm remaining cautiously optimistic, but um, you know, people are going to tweet. <laughs> yep. So,
0: tweeter's going to
2: tweet. is going to tweet, yo. Yeah. Um, let's see anything else in movies and TV. Um, Oh, in the rumor mill. Um, I see a lot of, uh, headlines, MCU, especially from this website, we got this covered.com and, um, they they're kind of hit and miss with the, uh, with the rumor mill stuff, but they have, um, reported on a lot of things that did eventually come true. You know, a lot of the, uh, early on rumor rumor mill of, uh, or we have a, uh, uh, a inside source that said a She-Hulk show is coming, a uh, you know, uh, an Armor Wars show is coming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, now they're reporting that, uh, according to sources, rumors, that Marvel wants to kill off Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, in the MCU. <laughs> so they may nice. uh, let him cross over, but he's going to die. <laughs> um, That'd be
1: perfectly fine with me. That uh, That would be able to transfer the Iron Fist powers into somebody else Maybe somebody named Colleen Wing That's already yes. a fan favorite
2: Fucking yes Please do that Please please, I beg of you <laughs> um, And another rumor I saw In their most recent headlines That uh, well we know Deadpool Is officially making his uh, Entrance into the MCU with Deadpool 3 But uh, now there's reports that who will be coming after him, but the TVA, the <laughs> Time Variance Authority. Oh, that would uh, be
1: amazing.
2: Which would make sense if he's the uh, sort of uh, fourth wall breaking, you know, sort of like self-aware comic book character in a movie. Um
1: He's a variant yeah. even in his normal universe.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's already uh, seeing behind the curtain, so it makes sense that the TVA would want to be coming after him. <laughs> That'd be fun.
1: Just give him, just give Owen Wilson a cameo in that, and it'll be perfect.
2: Perfect, yeah. That's all you need. <clears throat> just shows him, like, it's an end credit stinger. He just pops out of a time door, and Deadpool's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the one fuck for the film.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um and that's honestly that's all I have. Uh, I don't know if you saw any other uh movie TV and gaming
1: uh, stuff. TV or movie, we have another fucking actor added to John Wick 4. Sweet. We have he Hi- uh Hiroyuki Sanada. I I probably butchered that na- that name, but he's the actor that played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat.
2: Oh shit.
1: Yeah that's a good one
2: that is a good one down with that he's one of those one of those asian actors that i think if you see the the face you're like oh yeah i've i'm sure i've I've seen seen him in a, a thousand things yeah yeah
1: and he's always amazing so
2: that's cool all right well i guess speaking of the tva should we get down to it
1: sure thing
2: did we oh um you wanted to we were finally going to get up to speed on uh on bad batch and i did and now byron's out here to talk about it <laughs> i don't know if he uh, caught up on it but i mean we could we could jump on that a bit i didn't do one of my i mean for loki i did like the full in-depth thing um but uh bad batch i just i just caught up on the last several episodes um, yeah we
1: haven't talked about bad batch at all on the podcast since the first episode so the first, yeah
2: um Go through. Uh, I, go
1: through your uh, what your opinions are so far.
2: No, it, it's really grown on me. Again, that first episode, I just I wasn't in the right headspace to go back to. Ah, oh, we're going back to the fucking Clone Wars again. Which, yes, I know it's not the Clone Wars anymore. It's a fucking five seconds after the Clone Wars. It's, but it's the still-
1: Rebellion era, for fuck's sake! Come on, the, Tony. Whole
2: new era. Yeah, it's like it's like that's like saying like you know oh january 1st like the calories don't count or something like that like no you're still the same person you were yesterday it's still the fucking clone wars era but yes i am now sold on it i've really been enjoying it the growth of the characters there you know anytime you get uh yeah, a ragtag group on the run a uh, an adopted family you know and some actiony comedy hijinks you know far, far escape firefly whatever the fuck you want to call it um bad batch i'm in of course i'm in um uh i really enjoyed okay so again i didn't do like Full you know rundowns of every episode. So I'll tell you in the last few that I watched the other day, um, we got the developments. Oh, we did we did talk about it before. We talked about I was caught up with the uh um uh Ming na Wen's character. Um Fenick Shan. Fennec Shand, thank you. I, I watched her, I watched up to her episode uh previously, and then I I left off. I, I missed the last few weeks. Um, but that was that was very really enjoyable. We did talk about that and we figured, okay, we're definitely to see more of her to come. The episode immediately after that, I believe, um, the whole gang um, is meeting
1: friends of uh, Ahsoka from the final season of uh, of Clone Wars.
2: Right, uh, Rafa and I forget the other sister's name. Um, the The space latinas, basically, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the younger girl, and then the the awesome chick from uh, Orange Is the New Black. uh, Maria, I think from Orange is New Black. I yeah. don't remember the actress's name. Sorry, but um, yeah, it was awesome to start to see them tying those things in from you know remnants of the Clone Wars. Uh, they're they're both competing to get um, a uh, a droid lieutenant head or something or a droid commander tacti-
1: tactical droid. Tactical droid, head
2: right? Yeah, from some like dumpster or whatever, some uh, like dumping factory or whatever
1: droid decommissioning um, factory on uh, Corellia
2: thank you there we go um because they're trying it's to funny get I can remember
1: midget. these I can remember these tidbits but I can never remember any fucking actors names
2: <laughs> um so they end up uh meeting that uh the the lizard lady I I don't know what to call her uh she's but, a
1: midget trend tra- transition it looks like Transition
2: okay and she's basically giving them uh the underground information she shows them who the bounty hunter is that there that was after them fennec shan uh and she basically says oh some of her caliber is coming after you you guys must be pretty important but uh, don't worry i can keep a secret <laughs> and she's basically like schmoozing them into like hey you obviously have nowhere else to go if you're coming to me so let's uh Let's start working. Let's start helping each other out. So, you know, I um, I help you, you know, stay off the radar with all the bad people around. And you occasionally do some jobs for me. Like, find this this uh, tactical droid head that's worth plenty of cash. I'll split it with you even. And then, of course, she gives them, like, a pittance and saves most of it herself.
1: Well, yeah, because she's charging them for all the services that she's naturally providing them while they're waiting for their next job. So Right.
2: <laughs> yeah and then they yeah we get the funny scene of like oh all of these provisions that they're burning through burning a hole through their wallet and, and uh they're like wait what are you talking about and then you see uh little uh omega and um wrecker just binging like what what are they i forget what they called it but it's basically like space popcorn is yeah, what it is.
1: space caramel popcorn
2: yeah kettle corn <laughs> 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 which is like their tradition after every successful mission um, and that's a nice, it's uh, it's cool to see them, there, especially those two are having that bond, uh, which leads into um, the storyline where uh, Wrecker's been, he's number one, he's the guy who always gets, uh, you know, hit in the freaking head and, mm-hmm. you know, gets knocked out, uh, but he can take it because he's the big dude. However, with malfunctioning uh, clone chips in their heads, it's not very wise to keep knocking that shit around so you get a very spooky moment i think in that same uh episode is where we first see it the the tactical droid head thing uh where he gets knocked down and he starts with says the line yeah uh good soldiers follow orders which uh which means the uh,
1: the line that we see uh uh, crosshair stay the moment uh order 66 is uh ordered
2: yeah, the programming is uh, starting to kick in, which uh, up to this point, we thought, oh, thankfully they're immune just by their you know genetic uh, anomalies or whatever, or alterations. Uh, but apparently not. You get knocked in the head enough times and it could kick in. So now it's a race, to the, a race against the clock, which in the next episode, thankfully, we run into Commander Rex.
1: Yay! Uh,
2: yay! So Rex is back.
1: Who happens to have all of the knowledge he needs to uh, get one of these chips removed.
2: Yeah. And he the second he finds out, like, wait, you guys still have your chips in? And he starts, like, reaching cautiously for his holster. Um, basically tells them like, no, 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 no. This is a ticking time bomb. Like, you guys got to get that shit out. Come with me. And um, so they do. Come with me uh, if
1: you want to live. Come with me if you want to live, yeah.
2: Um, if you don't want to turn into Terminators. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was a, a cool episode because you, you do see, of course, you know, shit goes wrong. It's they're, they're not quite there come finished in the nick of time and record goes full berserker mode. Um, also
1: uh, quick side note that planet that they go to is the planet from Jedi fallen order, which is what I thought Byron would really get a kick out of,
2: Ah, which I still have to play. It's sitting in my stack of PS4 games. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but yeah, so that's cool. Obviously, of course, thankfully they, uh, um, they're able to knock him out and get him back in the machine to, uh, finish the procedure, get his chip out, um, touch and go because they're like, well, it's a dangerous procedure. They don't know if he's even going to survive it. He's kind of in a, like a temporary coma for a bit and then snaps out of it, pulls through. And so the rest of them go through the process and it looks like that's the the end of that that business. Um what else what else? And that kicks over
1: to the next episode. Well, Rex leaves them, he offers uh for them to join him, but they say nope, we've got our own priorities right now. I don't want to drag a kid into a rebellion basically.
2: Yeah. But which uh there's a follow up to that line I think at the beginning of the next episode where who is it? I think Echo uh points out to uh, what's the main guy's name solid snake um
1: hunter I, yeah hunter hunter Hunter.
2: yeah so there i think i believe it's him and echo they're having a conversation follow-up conversation about that where echo points out like well you know we you know we would have been all right or could have had more supplies or something like that if we uh, if we followed rex and then hunter does pulls the same line out of his ass like oh you know he's following uh his own path, whatever, and, and echoes kind of like that's BS. Like what are we doing? Like we're soldiers through and through. Like this, this is the life this that is we're what gonna we do. do. This <laughs> is what we do. Like what else are we gonna do? You know? So I, I have like a we're hunch. gonna
1: it's not like we're gonna settle down with Twilight Wives on a on a planet and become farmers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have a hunch we haven't seen the last of Rex. Oh, of course in, not in this series. Um I mean we know of course we see him later um in um, rebels, uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I got a hunch that their crap paths will cross again pretty soon. Um, was that was that it? Is that where we left? Oh yeah, and then um,
1: one more episode after that, we get uh, they're still on the planet, they're still salvaging, uh, they're in the Jedi cruiser still, and they decide, hey, there's some weapons here that they haven't gotten to, mm. let's go get those. And make some money. Yeah, we can avoid paying. Uh, what's her name? All of this money and uh, just make some money on our own. Yeah. And uh, they go to the armory, and it's so great. Wrecker, <laughs> Wrecker is uh, newly healed and back to his old self again. And he's like a kid in a fucking candy store <laughs> with, <laughs> with with the explosives and then the giant wall of proton torpedoes that are in there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a moment where uh, he messes with the kid? He's, like, teaching her, like, yeah, well, you, have to, you have to on. learn how to defuse one of these mines or, or grenades or something. And he just, like, sets off the charge. Like, the timer is ticking down. He's like, oh, you better better snip the right wire. <laughs> and he's like, 10, 9, 8. Like, it's just, oh, Yo, you're, you're coming close to it. He's like, too late. Run. Oh god, We're all going to die. <laughs> and then it's just like a, it's a smoke bomb. It's like a smoke flare.
1: <laughs> you think I'd actually give you a live bomb?
2: Yeah. yeah but this is the reunion episode where uh um Cro- crosshair and uh yes and his new evil team of the first uh stormtrooper volunteers i forget what their official name is called but um so these are the first uh, actual stormtroopers not clone troopers these are the first uh empire stormtroopers that uh, that volunteer for service yeah
1: the elite um. of the volunteers yeah, one of them I still maintain looks like uh, Janina gravankar's character from uh, Battlefront.
2: Oh, I'm not familiar.
1: But, uh, uh, what's her name? But it's it's from the Battlefront series of games.
2: Uh okay. could be. There's a little Easter egg in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they have a close call with. Uh, with crosshair, although they're uh, they're in the wreckage of a, uh, I think it's an old Jedi cruiser. Yeah, um, it's
1: the same cruiser from the previous
2: episode. Right. So, um, yeah, they end up escaping uh, through. Uh, I forget it's either one of the weapons bays or, or like the actual the, engine bay, but
1: so they go through both. They go through one of the they they go through the gun deck, and that has the the big uh, guns on it and they say uh, they get they that's when they encounter crosshair the first time and uh he they shoot off the uh, they redirect power to the guns they shoot the guns off and collapse the entire room and then they get out uh through the engine yeah
2: and and then they actually essentially set off the engines in crosshair's face (laughs)
1: well he sets it off to burn them and then they reverse uno card it and uh (laughs) <laughs> they uh, blow off the like cone around the engine, and that w- that's what gets crosshair.
2: Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So he he gets uh, pretty fucked up, and uh, and uh, I think kind of yeah. had
1: like Anakin parallels with the with the uh, the face burned up, and and putting on the uh, the bandages over his face.
2: Yeah, and I think that's uh, pretty much where we leave off. Just uh, I'll get you next time. <laughs> Um, do you think they'll be able to capture him and get the chip out or he's just no. he's a goner.
1: He's a goner, Yeah, because I think even, I think even before the chip malfunction, um, he was a bit more of a uh, by the book type mm. in the group. He was the uh, he was the tight ass of the group. and then they did enha- they enhanced his chip once they captured him. So I think, uh, I don't think there's going to be reversing of, of that programming.
2: Right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. And we still have uh, quite a few but more episodes.
1: You missed, you missed the most important part of that, that, that last episode. What was that? You, you missed the final scene.
2: I forget. Yeah. Refresh. memory.
1: How could you forget the yeah. reappearance of fucking Cad Bane? Oh, shit.
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: Cat motherfucking Bane is back, baby.
2: Right. Your boy is back, Todd.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs> he, he kidnaps Omega, so he's right. an asshole. I
2: remember. I remember now. Okay, yeah. But, yep. uh,
1: yeah, Cad Bane is back. He's missing his duster, which I thought was interesting. All of the other characters pretty much have kept their same costume from Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but his uh, his costume is a bit different.
2: Yeah, I don't remember if they ever pointed out if he lost it in Clone Wars or maybe he just didn't have it on at the moment. He, he's Space yeah. Eastwood, we all know. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, that's <laughs> that's part of the the characters. It, it, I mean, that's that's part of the look of the space western is you got to have that that space duster on.
2: Yeah, I think if I recall, they even threw in like the the spaghetti western music in there. Oh,
1: absolutely! They so, hammed it the woo! fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> They hammed it the fuck up in that scene.
2: That's good. Oh, well, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll uh, finally
1: get we'll, we'll actually get some closure to the character.
2: Yeah, which I don't even remember good. what his last appearance was in uh, Clone Wars. I remember there
1: was a. Uh... So there was supposed to be a bounty uh, bounty hunter arc at the end, and that's how Boba Fett gets his uh, his dent in his uh, in his helmet. His uh, Cad oh. Bane shoots him. Okay. But. Uh, they they never did end up uh, showing that.
2: Hmm. All right. Maybe yeah. Maybe we'll see all that play out.
1: Possible. We oh. still have, we haven't seen Boba Fett, so we might get Boba Fett in this.
2: Yeah. All right. I think it's uh about high time we get our Loki on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Loki episode. This is just episode two. Um. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's. These episodes are
1: so fucking long, it's just it seems like we've had much more, yeah. And not in a bad way, they're long in a good way,
2: Oh, Yeah, they're little mini features and they they move. Um, okay, we open with and this this felt like some throwback Joss Whedon shenanigans because we open with of all the geeky things in the world, a Ren Fair <laughs> <laughs> 1985 and uh. <clears throat> Even the, the little bit that immediately as the uh, the TVA uh, agents, the hunters uh, come through the time door. Uh, the first person that sees them like is uh, a pissed off Renaissance fair ladies like, hey, guys, you're not in costume. Like some of us need this. Come on.
1: <laughs> that was my favorite line from the whole episode. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: We've got nothing else going on in our lives for fuck's <laughs> sake. Just uh, give us this one thing.
2: I forget where it took place, but it was somewhere Midwest, um, like Oklahoma or something.
1: Yeah,
2: I, yeah. Um, but uh, basically, we see uh, another freaking TVA team ambushed. Surprise, surprise. Um, uh, the the variant is hiding in the shadows and uh, uses some kind of mind control to have one of the agents uh, attack the other, and this kind of threw me and meg off for a moment because uh holding out for a hero plays <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: now, granted, god the scene is in
2: 1985 i i think it was actually at first it just seemed like oh the 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 show is just choosing to have this as the background music but then after re-watching it because I, I watched it once just with meg clean and then i rewatched it and paused for notes and stuff but um, re watching, I realized, oh, it's actually playing over the speakers at the Ren Fair, yeah. The intercom, they, yeah, they entered like some little uh, like arena tent or yeah, something, yeah.
1: Because it's supposed to be there's supposed to be like medieval combat going mm-hmm. on, so they need music, they need epic combat music. So in 85, that's going to be holding out for a hero,
2: that's going to be, yeah, yeah, which is uh, yeah, but
1: <clears throat> that the... song is having a moment right now. <laughs> oh, it is, yes, it is it was in the he-man trailer it was in this it was in at least two different video game trailers that i i can remember i can't remember the names of which ones they were off the top of my head yeah,
2: not to but, mention a uh, a viral fan edit of ragnarok yes with, uh yeah the battle at uh, at uh, asgard um but in this in this moment, it kind of threw me off because both Meg and I were like, "Well, the scene is actually not that epic. Like, it seemed this it seemed undeserving of that song." Yeah,
0: the fight was a little lackluster compared to the song that went with it. Yeah,
2: it's just one agent gets mind controlled and very quickly knocks out the other agent, and the end. And it's like you're you're throwing holding out for your, like you should have held out on holding <laughs> out for a hero for a much bigger scene, you know, with Loki kicking ass or something. But whatever. You could have played it in the jumping ahead. You could have played it at the end where he's fighting the other mind-controlled person in the store. But we'll yeah. get to that. Um, anyway, so it's over pretty quick. Uh, we cut to uh, a great <laughs> intro back at the TVA with uh, uh, Miss Minutes uh, quizzing Loki on you know learning about the TVA and what they do and uh, how time works. Yeah. And so this shows that she's actually kind of sentient, like she's, uh, or at least a virtual sentience, uh, an AI or something approximately. Well, I mean,
1: they're all created just like out of thin air by the, the, the timekeeper, so I mean, why not?
2: Yeah, and he's asking her, like, what are you really? She's like, well, kind of everything, whatever. Like, you alive or are you fake? Really? He's like, yeah, a little bit of both. And he actually tries to swat her. <laughs> and they're like, hey, not cool. <laughs> um. And she and then she goes
1: into the Fallout computer.
2: The Fallout computer, yeah. And then Mobius comes along with a mission, and that, uh, hey, is that my jet ski magazine, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which makes me so happy. Everything we learn about him is, is wonderful. Uh, but we learn in the uh, little rundown from the TVA guys that they're, I don't know if they made this clear in episode one, but there's not just one variant. There have been several rogue Lokis that they have had to take down.
1: Yeah, they um, get little holograms, and like 10 different Lokis show up.
2: Yeah, yeah. One looks like practically like a Hulk. Another one, like they're all different flavors. To weird.
1: One's wearing a fucking biker uniform, not a not a motorcycle (laughs) biker uniform, but a Tour de France style biker uniform.
2: (laughs) Sports Loki. Uh. So uh. Track and field Loki. So uh. So yeah, the TVA has tracked down a bunch, or they they pruned them from the timelines, as they were. Um. Uh, So they go back to the Ren Fair and they find out that one of the agents is actually kidnapped, uh, C-20, Hunter C-20. So uh, Loki starts to make a big speech about how they're walking into a trap. uh, The timekeepers are in greater danger than you realize, blah, blah, blah. And Mobius calls his bluff like, no, he's fucking lying. Like, just don't listen to him. And you realize, oh, this is just another, like, look, this is, this is reminiscent of, uh, of actually Ragnarok, where by this point, Thor, like, knows that everything that comes out of Loki's mouth is a fucking lie. And so, you know, he's, for once, he's actually ahead of him, because he's like, no, no, I know you, you lie, like, every chance you get, so, no. Um, I like
0: how they're making Owen Wilson's character, like, above being manipulated by Loki, Yeah. Like every time you think, oh, well, Loki's kind of like, you know, like he's got one over on him, and sure enough, he comes like Owen Wilson's character comes back and he's just like, no, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. I like that. See, like he wants to give him a chance, but he knows, like, nope, no, I'm not gonna be played by you. I mean, he holds back. But uh yeah, so they just they cut their losses, they know the agent's like gone or missing for now. So they just reset the timeline and bail. Um and then we cut over to Mobius chatting with his boss lady um Ravona is her name and uh she talks about him having a soft spot for broken things which is why he's clearly why he's giving Loki a chance and um and uh Mobius defends it saying like hey like who knows like can't people change isn't that part of like what we do here like you know like the timeline and everything um and she keeps you know carping on how this is like a huge case. The timekeepers are all over it like never before. Like they want this variant caught. This is a big deal here. And this is your last chance with this, you know, favorite Loki of yours. And this is the the second time Amobius mentions at least twice something about Ravona having her other favorite analyst or some other analyst that she goes to. Yeah, because
1: he notices a pin that she has him use to sign some paperwork, and it's a pin that's got some like some high school name on it, and it's not from one of his missions. While all of her other trophies that are on the wall are from his missions, that mm-hmm. one's not from his
2: mission. So, yeah, so she's got another right hand man that they haven't revealed yet, or somebody who, you know, she goes to for you know the insider knowledge or whatever. Um. <clears throat> then uh, meanwhile Loki and Mobius kind of have it out because uh, he's tired of Loki's shit and he's like I don't care you know I don't care about what makes you tick um, you know but I he said he said uh, I don't because Loki's trying to trying to you know dial it back because he knows he was caught so he's like no 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 like you know I was just testing you and all that bullshit and, um, and Mobius is just done with it he's like no I don't care about you or what makes you tick but I believe that you'll help us catch this variant, not because you're you want to be a hero or because you believe in the TVA, but because you are so arrogant that you know that this variant is better than you and you <laughs> can't take it. <laughs> and uh, and then Loki keeps Trying to get back at him, no, no, I'm I'm ten steps ahead of you. I'm I've been playing my whole my own game this whole time, and instantly Moby's, Oh, what? Charm your way to the timekeepers and con them and seize control, and then Loki's face just drops. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> He's like, no, yeah, yeah, like he, he knows, like of course, like I've uh, I've studied your whole freaking life, like every minute of your life, like I know, like you're I, you can't wait to double cross us, like oh big reveal, um. But then Loki, of course, he's like, well, okay, so why are you in there defending me? Mobius says, okay, you can believe whatever you want. Either I take pity on you because I see you like a scared little boy. <laughs> and Oh, he calls, it, he calls him an ice runt. <laughs> which, remind, which I'm glad that they're actually calling back to Loki's true heritage. Because we haven't really heard any of that since the very first Thor movie. Well, but, he
1: mentions he's the rightful king of Jotunheim, so.
2: Right, yeah. Um, he is, and in the first episode, they call him, his full name is Loki Laufi's son, which Laufy's son, just like Thor Odin's son, Odin's son. And I like that. I like that they're bringing that back into the fold. Loki is actually of the Frost Giant, or at least half Frost Giant, or?
1: I don't, I think he's full Frost Giant with the illusion to make him look as Guardian
2: okay yeah um but yeah so wasn't
0: he an orphan and they the
2: yeah uh, odin takes him from the frost yeah. back in their big battle you know in their war back in the day um but yeah anyway so so mobius is saying like believe whatever you want a i take pity on you because you're a scared little ice runt and i kind of feel bad for you um or b i'm just telling you whatever the fuck you want to hear <laughs> just so i can do my job you know um so they're kind of <clears throat> he's uh he's running out of patience with Loki. um and he puts him to work uh just checking all the files like go over everything about this case about your history everything like see if there's anything we missed whatever and uh and then it's we a get cool a nice little, cool
1: little scene with the uh tva librarian <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> librarian from
2: hell, like uh, basically like the gra- the the librarian ghost from the beginning of Ghostbusters, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just denies him everything. Like all the files are classified. Like he's loki's still trying to play his games. Give me the all the history on uh, the formation of the TVA. No, it's classified. Give me the beginning of time, classified. End of time, classified. Okay, what can I read? And it's just his file. <laughs> That's it. Um, so so uh so he finally, you know, Pouty sits down and starts doing the work and going through. And then, of course, we get a nice touching moment of him. And, you know, this is what we expect out of uh, Loki from the uh, Marvel from this point there. You know, we, we get, Loki gets on thin ice with us because we've had enough of this shit. And then we see his humanity again. And we see it when he reads up on Ragnarok and the complete and total destruction of, his home you know and all the quick
1: easter egg from that uh in the in the paperwork when he's reading it um it says caused by or i don't remember what the uh caused by or uh, people involved and Mm -hmm. it says the revengers not the avengers the revengers
2: the revengers yeah thor's goofy name for their their team up Uh, yeah, and uh, and then you also learned that uh, the total population of Ragnarok was, or, of Asgard was just over nine thousand people. It's a small town. It's a small town. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's
0: just a small town boy. <laughs> uh.
2: So where were we? Oh yeah. So yeah. It's a world. World. <laughs> I
0: was waiting for someone to pick that up. Yeah. You failed, Tony.
2: I got it. I was just moving along. <laughs> I was. So, yes, we get a touching moment. It kind of makes him tear up. But then he goes, wait a second. He's reading all these files and he realizes something. And so he goes to bug Mobius on his damn lunch break. He's eating the salad. (laughs) (laughs) And cue all the salad memes from this past week (laughs) because he fucking wrecks this salad. Uh, Loki realizes that the variant is most likely hiding in apocalyptic events. It makes sense because... Like you go back in time and you start fiddling with things that aren't meant to be fiddling with. And what happens? The TVA catches you because the time stream starts to. Yeah, it's,
1: it's the butterfly effect. You like blow a, a butterfly flaps its wings mm-hmm. and a hurricane forms on, on the East coast. Uh, that, that thing. Right,
2: right, right. Yeah. So that, that's what naturally happens. Hence that allows the TVA to detect those variants and come and get your ass. But in this case, you realize, Oh, big flaw in your security. If I'm the variant and I go to a disaster of epic proportions, an apocalyptic event, like say Ragnarok, no survivors, you know, whatever, this place is guaranteed to be destroyed, everything around it. So I can go say, you know, push Hulk off the rainbow bridge (laughs) and I can go, I can set fire to the castle. I do whatever I want and it doesn't matter. I don't get detected. The time stream is still intact because no matter what, Ragnarok is coming to blow everything to smithereens aha big light bulb so he says let's let's test it out great
1: premise by the way
2: yeah yeah i never i never saw that coming that's Um, a
0: really smart i think story line to go with
2: yeah so so loki's all excited he's like actually contributing to the team like let's try it out let's test it out um and they go to pompeii Great scene where they're testing out the theory and it works like a charm. Of course, Mobius doesn't want you like, let's do a little, can you do bird calls? Like, what? <laughs> and so he just jumps on the uh you know, uh, like hay barrel and just starts yelling at everybody in Italian, like, you're all going to die. <laughs> and then uh, like clockwork a minute later, uh, you know, volcano starts erupting. And he's throwing shit around. He's like, "Enjoy your last meal. Nothing matters." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, and that's. I really, a, uh, I really wish they would have done that a couple of times just just to nail it home for Owen Wilson's character. He's like, not. He's not sure. So we need to see it like two or three different times with with different ones.
2: Yeah, let's let's be extra sure about this. <laughs> um, so yeah, they prove their theory, and you know what's interesting is as they're looking up, so then they go, okay, let's, uh, let's start looking up natural disasters. Those make the more, I forget what the reasoning was, but those make the most sense for, you know, the variant to be hiding out so he doesn't get caught. Um, but it was interesting to me that you start to hear and they kind of comment on it like, wow, it's just one thing after another. As we get into like the late, uh, you know, 2000 era um, or the, like the, the 2000th century, Um, it's just one natural disaster after another, (laughs) like climate change, anybody? (laughs) (laughs) Not funny. And what they end up landing on, um, uh, Mobius realizes, uh, there's something to cross reference, uh, the little stick of gum or candy from the first episode, the variant left the, the little kid that he ran into in like the 1500s or something,
1: Yeah. Oh, Uh, so originally the the reason the cross-reference was it needed to be somewhere that had uh, population so he could have supplies to survive on. And then it needed, and then the second was the kablooey, the gum. So it had to be somewhere where that gum was sold.
2: Right. So then they, they boil it down to, they land on a hurricane, a massive hurricane that hits Alabama in the year 2050. And so they go there uh, to basically a giant future Costco (laughs) or, or Amazon warehouse or something. (laughs) And, uh, this giant
1: hologram lady dancing outside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of mass effecty, like walking through the, uh, Citadel or something, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so they go there, uh, in the middle of this giant storm to, uh, try to track down the variant. Uh, there's people hiding out inside. Um, and, uh, and the teams end up splitting up. Um, uh, Loki ends up going with uh, it's Hunter B fifteen, which is that main uh, agent lady who's like had it out for him this whole time. Uh, the one that who he, takes none of his shit. Yeah, he tormented with the uh, the little time collar device thing. <laughs> um, so she demands that you know he go with her as they split up because she wants to keep a close eye on him and um i mean within a hot minute they they pretty quickly run into someone under the variant loki's mind control you know just pretending to be a random shopper and then boom grabs a Um, b-15 meanwhile mobius and his team they find the missing agent c20 and she is like in crazy person shockville she's just like uh mumbling, like it's real, it's real, it's real. And they're well, what's real? What's real? It's just like, I want to go home. Um, meanwhile, Loki talks to the mysterious variant again, hasn't revealed themselves yet, but through the mind-controlled guard, enchanted. He mentions, like, oh, enchantment, that's a you know, a clever trick and blah blah blah. Um and uh loki starts uh saying how he's uh planning to overthrow the timekeepers, and he can use this variant's help like hey i can use a uh right hand man or whatever he wants to team up and he calls at one point he calls the variant
0: but here's the thing sorry not to cut you off but like in that moment when he's talking about all this shit loki is a type of character where you don't know what is true and what isn't with him so it's like okay, he's telling this variant that he wants to overthrow the space lizards, but is that something he's just saying to this variant to try and trap the variant, or no, he like absolutely is. how much of this is true? Like, is he really wanting to overthrow them, or is he just you know giving him lip service? You know, so no, it's I think he's. I,
1: I think it's absolutely true that that's his. He's seen that they're the ultimate power right now. True. He, they yeah. are the strongest power that he has ever seen in the galaxy. And that's after he has fought Thanos. Well, I mean, technically this one hasn't fought right. Thanos. Yeah. This one has worked for Thanos, though.
0: But I guess I guess, what I'm saying is, is when it comes to me watching Loki, I don't 100% believe everything that comes out of his mouth. Because yeah. he's a and sociopath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't. You shouldn't. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think he recognizes that this variant um is at least you know a somewhat powerful a credible threat through to the t v a and um I mean his main goal is to get out alive himself, so I think it's a hundred percent legit he's like I'm like yeah, I can use all the help i can I can get so you want in on this like let's let's make a deal here like be my be my wingman
0: let's make a deal. um
2: Which is, you know, of course, if it serves him to then later stab the variant in the back, then 100% he would do that. But for this moment, he's like trying to gather power. Um, And it's
1: also very selfish and uh, uh, unaware of him because he is is saying, you, you are lesser than me. Be my partner in my plans, even though I know that you've got your own scheme going
0: on.
2: Uh, Yeah, he says uh, I could use a strong uh, lieutenant or something like that. Um, not a partner, just like a, a you know, a, subservient, a uh, subservient. Yeah. Somebody, a servant. Yeah. Um, and at one point he, in this, he actually refers to the variant. He says Loki, um, and the variant says back, like, ew, don't call me that. Or something like that. So it's interesting right there. That's first clue. Like, Hmm. Wonder who this person really is. Um, and they immediately turn him down. Like, Nope. I have no interest in ruling the TVA. Like, no, no, forget you get lost. Um, and meanwhile, the, uh, the whacked out agent, the C20 starts to snap out of it. She says she wants to go home and she actually warns Mobius and the rest of the team that she, um, she told the variant, everything like, uh, no, you don't understand. Like I told them how to get to the timekeepers, like shit's going to go down. (laughs) Um, then back with Loki, he notices as he's still, like, chatting with the variant, uh, notices uh, one of those time reset grenades rigged to blow uh, on a shelf somewhere. He realizes, like, oh, this is your plan. You know, just lure us all here and stall for time so you can uh, blow us all up, right? Um, then they have a big fight, or rather, Loki fights with uh, mind control switching switches over to some big biker-looking dude. <laughs> so Loki has to fight some big hulking dude and it's just it's a funny fight because it's a very serious fight but at the same time it's hilarious to see him like swinging around vacuums and shit (laughs) um but uh eventually he gets knocked down the big guy finishes setting the charges or a timer for the charges and um loki keeps yelling about like come on reveal yourself you coward like what what do you really want from me and then the variant reveals herself She says, uh, brace yourself, Loki. Dun, dun, dun. This isn't about you.
1: Ah!
2: (laughs) Very Marvel. You're so vain. Yeah. So uh, then we see the whole freaking store is loaded with all these stolen time. Lights up everywhere. Yeah, they light up everywhere. They activate, but then they immediately get portaled away to where we don't know. But then back at the TVA, whoop! Freaking red alert! Hands to battle stations! The screens are showing the the time stream is branching all over the place. Yeah, like, the first
1: guy at the desk is is panicking and he shuts down, doesn't know what the fuck to do. And then the other guy picks up immediately and and just knows, yeah, we've got uh, variances on every possible whatever the fuck he says.
2: he says. He says, "Uh, someone just bombed the timeline, like bombed the sacred timeline." Um, and we see like red line events triggering all throughout history. And there's, uh, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't go back and like pause or like, you know, go for the screen grabs, but I'm sure somebody's broken down every single location. Oh every yeah. They're,
1: they're all events from the MCV, MCU. They're all yeah. locations from the, uh, in, in the biggest one, the, the biggest one that stands out was Voromir.
2: That's uh, that is where Red Skull. Uh, right uh, is stuck as whatever weird space ghost not space ghost coast to coast but <laughs> a weird ethereal space ghosty skull form of of his former self uh guarding the uh the soul stone
1: yes where yeah. black widow died and gamora died
2: right yeah so i got a hunch we're gonna be visiting at least some of these locations as they try to rectify shit. Um, but yeah. So, uh, and then, so that all happens. Uh, the variant just kind of gives a wink and a nod, like a toodaloo to Loki and she uh, walks through a time door. And then just as Mobius and pals uh, catch up with Loki, he says, oh, screw it. And he follows her through the door and that's it. That is the end. Roll credits. Mm-hmm. So it's like well he's uh god we need another episode right now I know well we only right have now. to
1: wait to Wednesday
2: Exactly yeah that was an interesting headline I saw so um so initially apparently it was going to be uh just a special Wednesday premiere for the start of Loki you know they do this with Shows sometimes are like, well, it's gonna be you know every every episode released on Friday, but oh, we're so excited to show you! Gosh darn it, we're gonna push it out a couple days ahead and get people outside for it. Well, apparently, that was the biggest uh, streaming premiere for Disney Plus so far. more uh,
0: yes. than The Mandalorian.
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's it even was
2: so it was so successful that Disney decided from now on all their new releases are coming on Wednesdays instead of Fridays which I guess makes sense now that like quarantine is over um, you know, people are going out on the town on Friday nights again. So uh, middle of the week, Wednesday when you've got people just coming home from work, wanting to relax and more, more likely they're going to sit there and stream a show. So. so yeah. Good time. So basically at this point, Looks like Loki's already. I, I didn't expect it to happen this quickly, but it looks like he's kind of already burnt his bridge with the TVA. Um, I mean, maybe he could spin it back, like, "Oh, I couldn't let the variant get away" or something. Yeah. I, don't know.
1: I I think that's likely gonna happen, and he'll yeah. he'll be back with Owen Wilson sometime.
2: Yeah. yeah, even if the even if the official the rest of the TVA like just is like shoot to kill orders or something, like Owen Wilson will still. Pair up with him at some point. He'll he'll throw him some he'll throw him a bone. He'll throw him some crumbs. Like, hey, I brought you back this information, or I know where she's going to be headed next, or something. Something will have them still have a, a tentative partnership.
1: Or the fact that it's a she to begin with.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, I saw there was articles with like you know who is she blah 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 who's the and it's like I kind of want to look at him, but I kind of want to don't look. Like- I kind of want to keep the mystery. But I did scan a few of the... I mean, there's nothing official, but uh, there's a few ways they could go about it. A uh, Lady Loki has happened in the comics before. That's no shocker there. Um, there's been runs where there, there's been Lady Loki. I think there was a version, uh, they said, where basically Loki gave his powers to just some random woman, some random civilian from middle of nowhere, basically just to fuck with her and see how her life would become chaos with these create, these intense powers. Uh, <laughs> um, so
1: exactly what Loki does.
2: What Loki does. Yeah. Um, I think there was another, there was another version of that. So, I forget uh, the other.
1: she is also the powers that she's shown is, uh, the enchantress is, uh, is the character that, uh, can do the things that she's doing, so it might be a version of Loki with the Enchantress
2: powers. Okay. The Enchantress. That's
1: so she's she's the one that basically. Uh, I think we uh, see her in Agents of Shield. It's it won't be that character, but that's the 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 character. Uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the Asgardian that comes to Earth and she can uh, talk, basically charms you with her speech. I think that was a version of the character as well. But uh, she's she's another spellcaster from Asgard that uh, can uh, take over people.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the name sounds familiar, but I can't remember if I'd seen her in anything. But... Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I honestly have no idea what's coming next next. I can't even speculate, but yeah. Uh, I mean other than that, what did say? Like it like it likely the TVA will have it out for Loki at this point, but uh but definitely him and uh Owen Wilson, Mobius uh, that partnership is not over. And things um, are
1: looking spicy for uh Doctor Strange.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean we know that multiverse is coming.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> well, all of way this way is le- all of this is leading to to Doctor Strange. So,
2: yeah, one way or another, it's a coming. So, yeah, sweet. Well, uh, anything else before we wrap this up? No, or, uh, I think that was all the headlines I had
1: all the headlines that's all the shows that i think i've watched this week i haven't actually watched much at all this week so. yeah we're still
2: we're still finishing up uh legend of cora we're on we're, we're on the the second half of season four so we're almost done it's final season and then uh and then i think we will finally start the witcher <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then oh, maybe, yeah.
2: maybe meg will be interested in playing the game we'll see <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well um yeah, that's all I got. I don't even have anything clever to end on. I, I got I got
1: soup to get to. Wrap this up, Tony.
2: Okay. You got, Is the soup just like water with a bunch of floating 100 grand bars in it? <laughs> 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 is the broth chocolate and nougat? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Thank you for joining. This is Tony. This is Todd.
0: And Byron.
2: Oh, yes. And... uh
0: uh, Ahsoka Byron. Uh, uh Ahsoka Byron.
2: Byron. <laughs> Byron's life model decor. <laughs>